Welcome to Focus Fire episode number 16. I'm Alan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host Jeff Dirty Pool. The Dirt. What's up, guys? <laughs> the Dirt the dirt Man, the Dirt Dog, the Dirt Bag. <laughs> Focus Fire is a semi-regular competitive 40K podcast aimed at providing you focus and practical advice that you can actually use to improve your game. This podcast is brought to you through the TFG Radio Network of Fine Podcasts. Now, if you have any questions or comments, please email us at focusedfirepodcast at gmail.com. Tonight, we have the second installment of our LVO prep series. Third installment. And we're going to... What's that? Third installment, I think. Third installment. Who's counting? <laughs> you are. You yeah, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, you you wrote the second installment. <laughs> third, second of all, you corrected me. <laughs> So we'll be covering these three topics. Number one, the Dice Hammer GT. It's a GT a couple weeks ago we both attended. Number two, chapter approved. We're going to go over a few things that uh, struck our fancy and a few thoughts we've had. And number three, road to the LVO. So let's get it started. Topic number one, Dice Hammer GT. Yeah. Go ahead, uh, Jeff. Let's talk about your list. Tell me what you're working with. So uh, I took to the Dice Hammer GT. I took my the Orkless I've been running for the pretty much the entire summer, um, which I'll go over it again. I guess I've gone over it like four times on this podcast already, but um, it is 120 Ork boys. It is um, a war boss on a bike, a custom force field Ork mech, a big mech. It has two weird boys, three shock attack guns. And 15 tank buses with six bomb squigs and 50 Gretchen um, of all various clans. And this was the last outing of my list for with 25 millimeter bases. Um, the Friday before the GT, I listened to signals from the front line and found out that uh, I have to update my base size, which I have not wanted to do because I bought all my orcs back in like. 1998 or some shit or whenever the third edition box set came out uh well i've had the second edition box set and then when third edition came out i bought some of the orcs that came out then uh to use in a gorkamorka game i was playing but that's you had the second edition box set yeah yeah the person with the big guns and the little pony have you never looked at my orcs when we play they're all like all my gretchen are second edition gretchen (laughs) all i stare at is those stupid shock attack guns as i blow (laughs) off the table it's (laughs) i can't focus beyond that that's fair. Um, so that was the list I brought. Um, Alan, do you want me to go over my games first, or do you want to go over your list, and then we can kind of jump back and forth between our games so we kind of get some variety? I'll go over. Uh, I'll go over my list. My list is basically the uh, Zinch list. I brought went back in, to the Lord of Change, huh? Yeah, from uh, I basically played it the early summer before I switched back to Eldar. Basically. I just realized that every other LVO, I switch between Zinch and uh, and uh, Eldar. So <laughs> it's pretty much those two lists every other every other year. So this is the year it's for Zinch. So I brought the, my uh, Demon Detachment was the Lord of Chains, the Changeling, and a Zinch Herald. Two squads of 10 Brimstones and 25 Horrors. My Z, uh, my uh, Thousand Sun Squad was Araman and a Demon Prince. A uh, I brought a Shaman. Uh, let's see now, two squads of ten 
cultists and 25 Zangors and the man, the myth, the legend, Magnus Lared. Oh, the big boy. The big dog. He's got to feed. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's basically my list. So, uh, I have a quick question for you. Did, did anything yeah. change from your list uh, through chapter approved? Um, well, yes and no. Um, nothing in my list changed point-wise, uh, but the custom force field Big Mac did go away to Legends. There's some confusion in the uh, Orc community about it because in the Legends PDF, the Big Mac is listed as an elite slot, so it's kind of questioning whether Games Workshop intended to um, get rid of him since he's technically an HQ choice in the index, but I think it's pretty clear that they did. So he's gone, which means I had to put my custom force field on a big mech with mega armor. So he gets like 40 points more expensive or so, 35, 40 points. So after chapter approved, I have five less orc boys. Uh, I had to drop one of my squads down to 25 instead of 30. Uh, but other than that, um, the war boss on bike stayed, which was nice. Uh, I thought he was going to go away to Legends, but he did not go away to Legends. Orcs got some interesting changes, like a bunch of their... Those special vehicles that came out last year got cheaper and flash gets got cheaper and stuff. But uh, orcs really, my list didn't change at all point-wise, which was actually good for me because I was hope, I was afraid something might go up and then I'd be screwed, you know? So you just basically, I guess or they figure orcs are kind of in a good place. Nothing really went up and nothing really, but some of the lesser used, because they came out with all these new fancy buggies that everybody would thought would, would see a bunch of, and they've basically been staying on the shelf, so. Yeah, they haven't been seeing much play because they're kind of shit. It doesn't really matter. To me, it doesn't really matter how cheap they are because they're just, you know, like eight wound vehicles that have middling firepower and no durability, so it's kind of like... You're just giving your opponent easy big game hunter points, which is fine if you have like 12 of them. But um, they don't really, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't see the appeal. Not some people in the work community are gonna try them out, I think. But I don't think anyone's seriously bringing them for LVO for a competitive game. So, um, but yeah, I guess uh, Dice Hammer GT was a really fun GT down in. Uh, Lake Forest in Orange County, California, just outside of Los Angeles that Al and I went to. Um, there was 40 players. Um, I think actually 40 players showed up, maybe 38. Um, and it was a pretty good representation of the meta. There was a lot of Marines, lots of Marines. Um, but Southern California has a lot of um, chaos players. So there was a ton of chaos players there. Um, which is not a surprise. So, you know, and like vehicle heavy chaos list nights and stuff like that. Um, my first game I played against a gentleman, uh, the proprietor of a, uh, business called squad marks, um, Mason Reinhardt, I think is his name. And he was running Tyranids, which was kind of an interesting, his list was designed to beat Marines. And of course he draws a guy with 200 models for his first, uh, uh match. He had three units of six zone tropes, so they could do, they're putting out really big smites. Um, they're really durable with the three up and vulnerable save. They don't care about all the negative AP that Space Marines have. Um, he had like 60 or 90 gaunts and like two units of hive guard. So it was definitely a list tailored to play Marines. I didn't check on how it did after that. I, I beat him pretty handily because I just had a 200 models and smite. I don't give a shit about a smite. I'm like, okay. You, 
kill six orcs with the smite. That's no big deal. His impaler cannons on his hive guard didn't do anything to my orcs, and so I just kind of ran my 200 models at him and kind of crushed him with my uh, with my infantry horde, um, while my shock attack guns just picked up all his you know hive guard and zoanthropes when they were po- poking out. It took a couple of turns, but it was kind of a foregone conclusion. Unfortunately, it was just a bad matchup for him, you know. But that's kind of the thing is. When you have the meta so skewed toward Marines, you're going to see a lot of players build to counter Marines. And I think that's kind of an, I don't know if it's a strength, but it's something nice about my list is that it's kind of a little bit off meta because uh, it's not Marines. And so, you know, people who are skewing to defeat Marines might have an, or are going to have an issue with my list because it, it doesn't have quality infantry that you, you know, that I care about. So you're like, you know, your guns that are designed to kill Primaris Marines don't really have an impact on my, you know, Gretchen or Orcs. Yeah, you notice that people are just so tuned up now to kill Space Marines that it kind of leaves an opening for for some Xenos and wonky armies because your army is really good for against those people who are turned tuned up to uh, kill Marines. Yeah. But on the other side of the coin is... Marines kill your list really easily. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the on the Marine list, you know. Um, I'll get into my Marine matchups later. Um, but uh, what was your first matchup, Alan? My uh, first matchup was against Jade, who's a local player, who's in our league. I don't know if he's on our team or not. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't believe so. Uh, but he's on our he's in our uh, local. Uh, what's that league? Is that league you um, run? Yeah, the league I run. Come on, man. You, you fuck. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So uh, he's playing uh, Blood Angels and Flesh Terrors, which is an interesting combo. And he has a beautiful painted army. It's really nice. And uh, we had a we had a really good game. But basically, uh, he had my army kind of dominates the table, and it smites really well. And you know, I don't care how many modifiers. My army is kind of good against Marines, and that's what everybody's t- tuned up to do now is because my army's just filled with nothing but invulnerable saves. So it's like, you know, all those yeah. or whatever they get where they get like minus two to all their shots and everything like that, I don't really care about. don't care about cover. I don't care. And also I got all these smites and psychic powers, so I don't care if you have, what's the uh, stealthy? Uh, is that their, yeah, stealthy is a trait where they always uncover if you're over Yeah, so, so my army is kind of like a weird, wonky, oddball list that I don't care about a lot of the common things. The things that Marines are relying on defensively, you mean? Yeah, but and I kind of let my guard down for a minute. Some because there's come some idiot captain comes running out of a building, goes up against Magnus. I go, Magnus, uh, Magnus can handle this little schmuck, and then now he puts like a now he's got exploding sixes and he does all these mortal wounds as well as all these regular wounds, and he takes down <laughs> Magnus, which was not too good, but. Basically, uh, I was able to just smite him to death and basically keep him at range, and like I kind of do well against Marines, and I was able to win pretty easily. Oh, that's good. So, first game for both of us, pretty uh, easy victory. Not much to report there. Um, uh, my second game, fuck. Who did I play in my second game? Now I'm going to just draw a blank. Um Oh, yeah, I played Zach Thacker, um, Big Red. Um, 
he was running triple chaos knights uh he was running iconoclast oh no um infernal um it's kind of testing it out to see how he we he you know him and i are both we had a conversation after the game and he he you know agreed that the iconoclast is probably the preferred house to go with over the infernal and he was running uh three knights with uh gatling cannons and um he was running a battalion of uh, i want to say emperor's children or night lords one of the two uh with three smash captains and uh 30 cultists and <clears throat> chaos knights are really good and especially with all the the avenger gatling cannons they can put out a ton of daca but my list is like doesn't have much of an issue with imperial knights or knights because the shock attack guns and the tank buses, um, like the tank buses on the turn they drop down can kill two knights, like not really with much issue um, because they just have so many hits, you know, and so many wounds. So it's maybe not two, you know, maybe one and a half they can kill, but the shock attack guns will pick up the other half. And if you kill two knights in one turn, you, it's the game's kind of over. So, um, you know, him and I talked at lunch after the game. Uh, Alan, you were there, I think, actually. And... He wanted, and he was like, "Oh, you know, what can I have done differently?" And you know, there's not a whole lot you can do because I have 60-inch range guns, and you can't really hide an Imperial Knight. <clears throat> but you know, um, you know, I, I think if he had just like come at me stronger, and I know it's a weird thing to say, but you know, it's just like he kind of played a little defensively and tried to be cagey with his knights. But I think you just have to just go in and just hope that my shock attack guns don't, you know, roll well for a turn. And then kind of try and play off that. But it's a really hard matchup. And I don't really know, you know, the the strategy that a knight player should take against 200 orcs. Because, <coughs> excuse me, with shock attack guns and tank buses, it's kind of just, you know, a foregone conclusion that I'm going to kill two or three knights. And then the game's over. Yeah, it's probably a tough matchup for him. Because even though he can leave combat and he can move over infantry... You can't move on other models, and you can kind of just spread out to keep him from just like advancing or going where he needs to go. And yeah, and that's what I did. I he charged me, and then I, you know, I, I would like fall back and then charge with a different squad, and I, and I would spread them out in like a web so that he couldn't fall back and get into my characters. And you know, he killed like you know with over the course of the game, he probably killed ninety orcs with his three knights. So it was it wasn't that he wasn't doing damage; it's just that. I don't care if they kill 90 orcs. Yeah, orcs are there just to, like, hold objectives and, and prevent the knights from walking over and blowing up near my characters. That's really the the purpose, you know? If, because if, if he can get a knight into my characters and killing my characters while they're, you know, like, you know, because they're pretty squishy. They don't have a lot of wounds. And if you can get in there and, you know, pretty, pretty much if you can get in there and explode, that's really what you want to do. Uh, <laughs> then it's, you know, it could be lights out for me, game over, you know? Yeah, because you got those shock attack guns protected by the character rule and the uh, glitch yeah. and whatever, and basically you're just going to eat those shots and there's just not nothing you can do about them. So you might you might try to be aggressive and just try to just try to stomp his way to the Mexican hat dance on a bunch of orcs and shoot as much as he can at them, and that's about all you can hope for. Try, yeah, try to I mean, you, you kind of just have to hope you get lucky against the shock attack guns for a turn or two and then kill enough work so that you can start blowing up your knights in my lines, you know? 
Right. And if he had just charged me with all three, then he could have prevented my orcs from, you know, coming down. He also took engineers, which is a poor choice because I jumped over and killed his engineers on like turn one, which was like a drag for him, obviously, or t- turn two maybe. Um, so yeah, it, it's it was a tough matchup for Zach, but he played it really well. He scored a bunch of points. I think he got like fourteen or fifteen points out of it. You know, even despite you know me killing all his knights on turn like. Oh, you know, the thing is, is I killed two knights on turn one, and then I didn't kill a third knight until, like, turn four. Because my shock attackers <laughs> didn't do shit. They were just, like, they were rolling fours and fives for strength and not not wounding and just kind of, which is, you know, how it goes with my list. It's just, like, you know, it, it doesn't always, the shock attack guns don't always turn on when you need them to. <laughs> which we'll find out later in the they'll, uh, get the they'll get the job done usually eventually but it might be a couple turns <laughs> yeah they kill to, something right away like you did with me or it might be a few turns later but they'll usually get the job done by averages yeah exactly it's just that when they die before they can do it that's the problem sandwich which we'll see in my next game but uh what was your second game my second game, I forgot the name of the player, but I played against Astra Militarum, and that is one of my nightmare matchups. Because they just have all these cheap bodies just standing around to eat all the smites and don't do anything, and then way in the back, they get long-range tank commanders and basilisks and wyverns and just rain death down upon me, so... That's one of the uh, matchups I'm I'm gonna try to I need to find a solution for because that is uh, that that hurts badly. That's just I just can't kill that infantry fast enough, and I just. Can't he was Cadian, right? He was Cadian, so they have the relic of lost Cadia too, which is well, of his, course. his tanks, of course, are Cadians, but his infantry all like Kachikan, so like and mm. striking, so they're all they're all assaulting me at like strength four or whatever with a million attacks. So it was it was just a tough matchup. And what happens is I I I kind of my lord change kind of being in the vanguard. He's out in front. I pop him down there. He's kind of I hate using the term, but a distraction carnifex. He's not really good at assault and his, his spells. He only has cast two, and he's kind of mediocre. But what he is, is in theory is super durable. He's toughness seven. He's got uh, I think sixteen wounds. He's got uh, his Warlord trait is minus one damage, just kind of like a Wave Serpent, and he's got a Relic that gives him a three-up and vulnerable save. So he's super durable, and he stands in the front, and what happened was he just took a bunch of shots from these tank commanders, and I could not make a save. Even though I got a three-up and vulnerable save, if if you're not going to roll it, because I failed about 66% of my rolls. In that first turn, huh? Yeah, so he died either the first first turn or early second turn, which really hurts me because he kind of I kind of need him to be in the front because he protects my characters behind him from being shot too. And right, once right. he goes down, it kind of makes a weird my synergy is all off, and so that yeah, also you're in a weird situation, huh? Turn two and turn three, he shot at Magnus, and I kept on rolling badly for Magnus, so. He took down uh, Magnus in uh, basically probably early turn three, and uh, at that point I'm just kind of now I'm just kind of struggling to stay alive and trying to trying to get as many points. He only he only beat me by one point. We got it was like 24, 23 because I got a whole I ended up getting a whole bunch of points at the end of the turn because I 
I basically had my uh, demon prince in the bag. I warp timed him up. Uh, <laughs> I took old school, warp timed him into his deployment zone, so I got line breaker. I uh, he had his warlord just hanging out in the back. I cast gift of chaos on him, croaked his uh, warlord. Yeah, nice. I uh, so then I also got light. I got kill. Uh, I got kill more and kill a unit on the last turn for old school so i got all these i got all these bonus points in the last term and so i only lost by one point but yeah it was oh, just it was, close game, it was close and i lost my i lost the lord of change i just couldn't keep him alive and uh mm. it is what it is so but you know sometimes you're gonna have those those runs i know it's a game of luck and even though if you get unlucky you're supposed to still come but there's some critical moments and some critical roles and some critical pieces that you kind of kind of need and sometimes if you you lose some pieces some vital piece it's hard to fight back but yeah it was a good game and he beat me fair and square but it's just those, those tanks at the back of the board just hammering on me because i just can't hit them with psychic powers i can't really reach out and touch them and i'm trying to find a solution for them so that's uh, something we'll talk about at the end but that's my yeah. game your game three. Game three. I played the guy who eventually won the tournament, uh, and his list is a pretty much a perfect storm for me in a bad way. Um, he was running Raven Guard, which uh, is if you play orcs, is really bad because orc characters are super squishy, and Raven Guard are really good at shooting characters uh, with their snipers. So he had three units of eliminators. He had a unit of six aggressors. He had a bunch of characters. Um, he had two units of sniper scouts, of course, a thunderfire cannon. Um, and thunderfire cannon is also a really bad fork. So you can tremor shell two units, uh, reduce their speed, and essentially make them move like five or six inches and not be able to charge anything. It's totally fucked up, and it's if you ask me, it's a really bad thing for the game because it just it just it invalidates so many foot slogging armies like with big units and it, it is what it is you know it's, it's something i know is out there and i'll uh, deal with it but of course he gets to go first and my deployment zone has zero places no 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 nothing i can hide my characters behind except like a soda can like on a piece of um you know cardboard or whatever um so i can hide one guy behind there but all my other characters are in the open and so he goes first his eliminators shoot at one of my my warlord shock attack and i grot shields him um then the he's always oh, he got some assault centurions too with you know of course uh you know hurricane bolters and shit like that so he comes up he drops 30 orcs or maybe 50 orcs or so in his first turn kills three characters i want to say like a weird boy my custom force field and another shock attack gun or something or maybe uh, yeah and then so I go in, I'm like, okay, I need to go kill all these Eliminators, um, and I also need to kill the Centurions. And this is where I made a mistake. I decided to shoot at the Assault Centurions instead of the Eliminators. And now that I've played the, the matchup, um, I think I have to shoot the Eliminators when I get the chance. Because what happens is, I shot the Assault Centurions and killed them, and then my war boss tried to go in and kill his, his chaplain and his captain... Um, but he made every one of his invulnerable saves. So I literally did no damage to them. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they, of course they kill him. And then I fight on death and I did, uh, one, one wound got through on his chaplain. So he fell out of like, you know, 
seven saves. He failed one. <laughs> one, one four up on his chaplain, too. It wasn't even a three up. It was a four up on his chaplain. And I was just like, okay, well, that's fucked. Um, and uh, my two orc squads who were trivia shells just kind of meandered up the board. You know, couldn't charge. There was guys that were seven inches away from them. I couldn't charge because, you know, I would need to roll a, a 14. <laughs> so um, totally fucked. I'm like, okay. And then uh, my shock attack guns picked up the centurions, but I should have shot his eliminators because what happens is on turn two, he just starts picking up more of my support characters. And once my orcs lose their support characters, they're kind of done. They lose a lot of their resiliency. So I should have played it differently. I should have um, first gone first. But um, because then, because he had like some of his limbs around the open, there wasn't much terrain on this board. And so I could have shot his eliminators. But uh, if I had shot his eliminators, it might have given me another turn of breathing room. But the big, another big issue was I charged six, uh, 30 orcs into five incursors. Um, and then they tied up his eliminators on turn three. But. The eliminators, or sorry, the uh, incursors, along with one squad of eliminators, over like four rounds of combat, um, killed all 30 orcs. All 30 of them were dead. And I killed four incursors and like one uh, eliminator. It was like absurd. <laughs> I was just like, my orcs were just bouncing off his armor and he was just like <laughs> killing four or five a turn and, you know, like every combat. And he killed three or four in Overwatch and just like, it was, uh, it was kind of comical actually. I was like, okay. So I now I know like 30 orcs has to maybe kill maybe they kill five primaries marines when they charge but it's kind of like not a guarantee. <laughs> so you know because I I kind of spread them out to like get two or three squads and tie some people up but now I kind of learn like okay orcs aren't really that good at killing primaries marines in close combat you need to like commit a full squad to really um, get the job done. <clears throat> and then I I made a play to like I to jump some guys near a thunderfire can in the back. It was probably a bad play. I should have just like kind of stayed in my zone and um, tried to tag the uh, aggressors or something. And you know, but the problem with Marines is they're so good in close combat. So even if you tag them, they're still gonna punch. You know, kill half the guys they would have killed in shooting. So, oh, and he also had ten intercessors who can move and then fire rapid fire two guns, uh, and as if they didn't move, so they can get forty shots at thirty inches. And the guy, uh, his list was like the perfect storm because he had zero anti-tank guns he had oh he had some melted guns on his insurance and that was it every other gun in his army was an anti-infantry gun so he of course goes through my infantry in like three turns on the bottom of on the bottom of three i had like three characters left uh not even like i had like yeah maybe two characters and like 10 gretchen and he just like brings his smash captains and kills them and then on my top it was on the top of three he pretty much tabled me i was like okay that's it i had like you know, 10 Gretchen left at the end of his th third turn. It was pretty brutal. Um, so that was a really bad matchup, and it was kind of the the eye-opener for me. I mean, I had played Raven Guard before, and I'd lost, lost one game and won one game with the Eliminators, but the Eliminators are so insanely good. And I guess this is a good part to talk about. I had a, a league game on Monday night against an Iron Hand player with the Brigade and, you know, Untargetable Dreadnoughts and whatnot. <clears throat> but he didn't have any um he didn't have any eliminators and i was like oh my god are you kidding me this is fucking great and i just you know i had no give no shits to give i was like oh my orcs are on the line i have all my characters on the open because the eliminators i realize are the thing that ruins orcs and then you know obviously tremor shells is really bad but i could live around tremor shells i don't mind if i go slow for a turn or two um 
it's the it's the ability to just pick up my characters at a whim because core characters have no invulnerable save. They have like a four up save at the best, and most of them have a six up save, and they have you know three or four wounds, so they don't have a lot of uh, staying power. And you can only garage shields once, uh, one guy, you know. And then if they do, if you do garage shields, they could just shoot your Gretchen too. So it's not like it's even a hundred percent thing to uh, save your character. So, anyways, that was my my game three. It was a brutal way to end the day. Uh, I did not did not want, uh, but it was what happened to me. <laughs> yeah, I know you failed your morale roll after that game, and you were pretty depressed about uh, oh, dude, the yeah, whole was... matchup and trying to figure out what the heck went wrong. And try, you had all these questions and no answers. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad it was a bad experience. It was it wasn't even fun. It was literally just like I sat there and he rolled dice and I picked up my models and I was like, okay. I had no, there wasn't much tactical play. I was like temp, tremor shelled and I couldn't leave my corner after, you know, on turn one. And you, I also had to deploy very defensively because he can put the aggressors nine inches away from my deployment zone. And then if they don't move, they just pick up, uh, uh, I have to be nine inches away from my front line, which I put Gretchen on. Because if I don't and he goes first, his aggressors redeploy with his, that warlord trait and then they fire twice into orcs and pick up a whole squad it's not even like a thing so it's like and then that's in addition to the 10-man intercessor squad moving forward and um doing 40 rapid fire shots at me and all this other shit so i was kind of like i had to deploy back in a corner and there was no there was no terrain so i'm hoping if i face a similar list at lvo there'll be some terrain to hide behind because that can make a massive difference in keeping my characters alive because he's only shooting one damage guns at my uh characters instead of the uh the solids the solid slugs or whatever it is that do like d3 damage my uh my game three i Tell played against adam Gotti, the teflon don he was running his eldar <laughs> He had like a he had like three squads of like Dire Avengers, three squads of Rangers, and three squads of Wraith Knights. He had two. I think Wraith had two Blades, you mean? Wraith Blades. Well, I think one squad was Wraith Blades and two were Wraith Guard. So he had just a bunch of Wraith. Yeah. So he had like a Farseer. He had two Warlocks. And he had two Spirit Seers. So basically, he was just gonna buff the crap out of these. Uh, these wraith blades and chuck them at me, you know, give them protect, quicken them so they move twice, you know, minus one to hit an assault, minus one to hit by shooting, you know, you can buff the, you can buff, you can uh, buff the shit out of them, yeah. Yeah, and then jinx and then uh, protect and all this other stuff. Here's one thing you can't really do. Here's one thing about my army that people don't know about is I dominate the psychic phase. You think you're going to cast around me? <laughs> yeah, the Lord of Change yeah. and Man is supposed to get what plus two to you, nine. Yeah, you think you think you're gonna cast around me? You got another thing coming. So, <laughs> so that really that really gave him a troubles because he 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 was gonna go forward with all these buffs and be you know nigh unkillable. Basically, just the old Death Star probably throw one Wraith Guard unit at me a turn, and uh, but the unbuffed uh they're not so scary so it's like and he made the mistake of we had two uh magic boxes and he made the mistake of one wraith guard unit just being at the very edge of the wall oh no 
And so Magnus comes up and just hacks down one. He gets no save against me, and I do three yeah. damage shot, and I wound all the times. So I was like, boom, there goes like a Magnus killed like an eight-man uh, Wraith Guard squad in one big swing. So oh, like, oh, no. Magnus yeah. is like perfect answer. Magnus Magnus is a perfect answer for a lot of things. You see a lot, you see a lot of lists now. People are starting, because what the chapter approved, we see now the... Um, the Seer Council is becoming back in vogue, but here Magnus is. He's able to shut down basically three psychic powers. He's able to take off uh, an invulnerable save off of the Seer Council and just wade into them doing three damage a shot. And then it's like he can just cut down an entire Seer Council all by himself, no matter what buffs you have on him. So Ooh, yeah, there's. Cool. There's there's a few other units like that we're starting to see, and Magnus is like you. You have a question? Magnus is the answer. So that's funny. I wish that's I wish like he, that one, Bolgren too, right? Yeah, I wish he had one more damage so I can kind of go after Centurions because Centurions because they they have four take four damage. It's kind of yeah, it's kind of a little, drag, right? it's a little uh, it's a little yeah. I can't really hack them apart if they had, if I so I don't know. That's a, that's a shame, but yeah, Magnus Magnus is such a good tool. I kind of want to get rid of him because he is kind of like, you know, he is a failure source in the army that he can be targeted and targeted early and can be killed, but he is such he he, he is such a spanner in the works for that's something for our English friends. For uh, <laughs> for uh, for armies because he's just he's He's something that just... If you can't of, answer him, I mean, if he gets to do his thing, he just, you know, is right. winning the game by himself. And there's there's a lot of things that all the other armies have trouble killing. He's the one thing that... Because I can get plus four to cast on him, so he will get off a death hex. He will take off your invulnerable save, and he will harm you. So, he you will know, touch you inappropriately. <laughs> yeah, two's the hit, re-rolling, and then uh, two's the damage because he's strength sixteen. So, uh, you know, yeah. he's, uh, he's just plus he's, he's got death of the false emperor, literally. right? Yes, which I always forget about, but <laughs> ah, no. but he he has seven attacks base, and now because he's a space marine, he gets that one bonus attack now if he's charging or being charged. So he's up to eight attacks now. Oh, wow. And usually if I'm sending him forward, I want him to do a bunch of damage. I usually put uh, demonic uh, strength on him to get an additional attack and two more strength. Not that he needs to be strength 18, but he's running just around usually. <laughs> he's running around usually with nine attacks just to, uh, and he uh, he's uh, he's my star if I can keep him alive, but he is targeted and Everybody always takes Kingslayer on him, and so he does give up. He will die throughout the game, man. He will give well, up. Yeah. What, what, what kind of games do you not lose him in? Games I crush my opponent with. Games yeah, I so, I mean, <laughs> yeah, so like, but in the close games, he's definitely like worth the points because even if your opponent's you know, kill him, he's going to get worked on. I mean, how many games did you lose him on the first turn at the tournament? I have not lost him on the first turn. See, there you go. You know, and you play him defensively, right? You kind of keep him back and... Yeah, so run him... You basically, because he's got the Thousand Suns plus six inch to cast, so... And he, he moves really fast. That's one thing about... 
I'm, well, we'll we'll take a little page from my LVO list. I'm trying to think about which way I want to go with my Zine Charmy. I kind of want to either keep it kind of the same with some modifications, or I kind of want to go to a pure points denial list. That means no characters that can be targeted, just like just like a bunch of chaff, just like a bunch of pink horrors surrounded and just like a bunch of characters and that was kind of similar to the list that Jim Vessel ran at the beginning of the year that he had a lot of success with but uh, you know I just have all these thousand some characters just blasting away and so and basically it's a kill denial list so will your opponent be able to get a lot of kills off of you now you have all these summoning points so he'll shoot at all these horrors his horrors split you have to burn through I don't know how many wounds to get through a 25 man uh pink horror squad but if you have enough summoning points you know it's it takes a you can deny kills and then you're going to be and because you have smites you have kind of like a zone of death around you that nobody was kind of won't be able to enter into and so it's kind of like a a board control army so you should be able to get more um more more, uh, objectives than uh, yeah hold more so Mm -hmm. and then it's really difficult to pick secondaries. You're going to take Headhunter, certainly, and they're probably going to be wise enough that may I don't know if they know. Well, they'll, if I don't start with, like, a million troops, they might not get, uh, what's what's the one where you get kill 80 guys? Reaper. Reaper. So they might they might not take no no to take Reaper against me. So yeah, but you should just assume you should just assume that your opponents are going to, like, know that you're going to be summoning and splitting. So, I mean, like... You should assume that they're going to get full Reaper and full, um, well, maybe not Headhunter, but they're going to take Reaper. So, so it is tough to get secondaries off of. So, I kind of do with that. But Magnus just, but that army has some fundamental weaknesses. Like if they are, if you, I do run into that Space Marine army like you ran into that can kill, like uh, uh, just mow down just a million guys. It's like that that could be that could be trouble. Also, if they just have like armies like that, Astro Militarum player, if they just have chaff or against orcs, you know, all the smites in the world just aren't that going to be all that effective. Yeah, but you have and, all those pink horrors, right? And the horrors can shoot pretty good, right? Yeah, they can they can shoot okay, but if they have some, it, but there are certain range considerations too, mm-hmm. and I could be outranged by by heavy firepower, like you know. But and then there's. There's other considerations like the army's just so slow. Like, it, all right, you'll, you have a few guys on the disc, but everybody else is moving basically six inches. So, so the Magnus brings so much to the table as being just just the amount of damage he can do, the threat he is, and he can you know he can move sixteen inches and warp time himself another sixteen inches. He can yeah. go where he wants to go and do what he wants to do. So. And you've well, you've also had like, you know, um, and this is something that you know the listeners can kind of. This is going back to our kind of our mantra of the show, is you, you've had a lot of experience playing with Magnus, you know, and so it's something that you did all summer. You play with Magnus in your list, and this list that you're talking about for LVO may have some differences in it, and you're going to practice with this list. But the reality is, is it. Um, They'll have Magnus, and that's okay. Magnus is a big guy, and when he he like multiplies your force power so much that uh, if you didn't have him, you know, he lets you reroll once to cast. He is just a big beat sick. He lets you he can 
solve a lot of problems that your list might not be able to otherwise yeah. solve. You know. Yeah. And there is something for for we we talk about list fluency about being just being able to know your list and know know what things can do. And if you talk to the, if you listen to the TFG radio last week, they talked about the Dice Hammer app and how important it is and running the numbers and stuff like that. And once you get a fluency with a unit, you know intuitively and instinctively what it can and can't do. Cannot do, do yeah. You know what you can charge. You know what you have to be careful of. And there's something to be said for that. And I know when I have to be aggressive with Magnus. Like if I'm fighting like uh, custodes with those tanks, I have to I have to go full balls out and charge him forward and try to hack down those tanks as fast as possible. Or oh, shoot the shit out of you, right? Right. Or if I can just like go up and play, be patient, keep him in reserve because yeah. he's kind of. You know, as long as he's in the game and in the table, he is just a severe threat, and people are kind of scared of him, and he is kind of like, you know, the, the 800-pound gorilla on the table. Yeah. So, I mean, all right. So I, we're I, kind think, of... I think I'm probably going to go with him, but I'm still working on around it. But, yeah, that's, so basically I was able to shut down Gotti's psychic phase. He just had nothing for Magnus, and I had some good rolls, and he just uh, I was able to take him down. Pretty easily, so. Okay, so On to your game four. So game two. four, um, yeah, the next morning I get back, I, I decide I'm, I'm, I'm out of my doldrums, and then I go back and play <laughs> play another game, and I get to play uh, Ryan Mead, who's a, a guy I uh, often hang out with at uh, tournaments. He's a dude from San Diego, totally cool dude. I don't know if we've ever played before, but... Um, we both uh, enjoy uh, a good a good uh, inebriation and everything. He's a totally rad and dude. And oh uh, yeah, we hung on the jacuzzi the night before. We didn't know we were playing, so we needed us to check the, the standings or whatever. Um, so we uh, he's playing a Nurgle, kind of a almost an old school list because it's kind of like the purge list that was kind of popular in the spring. Um, he had like three of the Darrow dreadnoughts, I think, with the butcher cannons and the havoc launchers. He had like thirty cultists. He had two hell drakes. He had two lord discordants. He had like a sorcerer on a jump pack. And I think that's oh, he had uh, the little dreadnoughts too. I think the uh, the contemptor dreadnoughts with the double butcher cannons. Maybe like two of those. Um, so he had like. Yeah, a bunch of vehicles. And my list is okay with vehicles because I have the shock attack guns and they do they do work. Um, <laughs> he didn't take warp time and I asked him before the game, like, you're not taking warp time, really? And he's like, no, nah, I don't need it. And so on turn one, he moves his discordant up and he's like, all right, I'm going to warp. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to get into your boys. And I'm like, well, I deployed them on the line so he didn't have warp time. So, uh, and I told him we had a totally fun game and I was like, do you want to, like, if you want to take work time, that's fine. I could just read it, but I'll need to redeploy. And he's like, ah, oh, it's all right. So he, we had a good game. Um, and uh, I got a lucky um, charge off on turn one, my turn one, because he, he, he killed 30 orcs uh, on turn one, no problem, and put some damage into another squad. Um, and I was able to get a charge off on turn one on his flank and wrap up a Dreadnought and try point it. Uh, which was really nice. Oh, he had an Imperial Knight. That was his other thing. He had a, a Chaos Knight. Um, and so we trade back and forth, and it's pretty bloody. He gets through, like, on turn three, he'd kill, like, all my orcs, and I hadn't even touched the knight. 
because um, I was busy killing Heldrakes and and uh, Daredevil Dreadnoughts and and Discord Lord Discordants because. You know, I was like, I can't let those discordants touch me. They died first, and then the Daredevils had to go because they have the high rate of fire, and then the Heldrakes had to go because they were like trying to snipe my characters and shit. So it was a very much like a, I couldn't get to the night. Just I just was like, other things need to go, and it, it it was picking up twenty orcs a turn. You know, I was just like, oh my god, this is bad. So on turn four, I had like no orcs left, um, and he screened my tank buses out pretty well. So they only got to kill one vehicle, I think, when they came down one dreadnought. Um, and they didn't get to shoot his knight, which was kind of unfortunate. And of course, they always die the turn after they drop down because they are just six up save orcs <laughs> out in the middle of nowhere, <laughs> hoping for the best, hoping to get a charge and wrap something. But that didn't happen. I didn't make my uh, nine inch charge. Um, but in the, the day, I killed the knight um, and <clears throat> was able to pull pull that one out with a pretty substantial one at uh, like 37 points of that because I got the bonus like one or two turns. Um, but yeah, it was it was a close match, um, mainly because my shock attack guns decided to like kind of be slow, and they it took a lot of work for them to get through the uh, his dreadnoughts, and because of that, I didn't get to the knight until like turn five or six, which was a, kind of a drag actually. Um, but yeah, it was a good game. Ryan Mead's a really fun dude, and he won best painted at the event, so um, he had a rad looking list too, which is always nice. So he didn't spend one command point for spell familiar and get himself a warp time? No, I guess not. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, well. I was curious. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I played a Necron player who played a bunch of flying, flying croissants. You know, I, mean, I don't know why I say I describe his army because it's a neck. When I say he had played a Necron army, everybody knows what he has. <laughs> yeah. No, but he had a little bit different. He had the three flying croissants, two of the uh, two of the ghost arcs. Is that what they are? Yeah, the the one with the big guns. Yeah. He had, he had a little bit different. He had two Triox stalkers, which I now am not a big fan of, and he had. He had a bunch of troop blades. So basically, you know, and a few warrior squads and things like that. So he, uh, I did not realize what kind of shooting these things have. And so I kind of, I let him go first. Or did he go first? I can't remember. But so he's got the flying croissant. So normally I kind of, I normally always castle up. And especially it's a way to protect my characters. But since he has that strat where he will nuke a, nuke an area, yeah. I have to kind of I kind of have to stagger my all my vital Buffing elements. Characters <laughs> yeah. So I put the chains like with nine inches, Magnus on one side, the Lord of Change on the other, you know, and then just I have my demon prince way on one side of the board with some like horse like brimstones in front of him. You know, and if, you know, so basically I just, I was just spread out with surrounded by, you know, my character surrounded by some cultists and some brimstones or whatever, mm-hmm. what happened. So he didn't do the, I kind of want, you know, in a perfect world, I kind of want him to do the croissant strategy because I want him to come up close and then I can just go, punch him. I just, yeah, I can just smite him and just punch him <laughs> yeah because that's that's one of the things but i just can't take the chance that i'm gonna take that 
I just don't want to eat all those mortal wounds to a bunch of characters, and I don't know what that's unpredictable. I don't know what's going to happen, but he had a lot of shooting that does a D6 damage, and he kind of made one mistake where he sent one croissant and another ghost arc. He wanted to kill the brimstones and then shoot and kill my uh, demon prince and everything else basically shoot at Magnus. And so what happened was he really should have... You always got to look at it business before pleasure. He needed to kill Magnus <laughs> in turn one in a bad way. Now, you, you thought about... You, you asked me, you know, if I ever lost it. I could have lost Magnus this game because I didn't realize he had all this shooting. And with the Triax Stalkers, he gets all these re-rolls and everything like that. And Magnus took a beating. He was down to, like, you know, he was down to very few wounds, maybe four or so. And but, but and if he didn't allocate those resources of killing my Demon Prince, which he didn't kill because he was able to kill. The Tomb Blades killed the, my Brimstones that was screening the, the Demon Prince. And then he shot one of the croissants into him. And I ended up making my, uh, making my invulnerable saves. But... Those the the uh, those those the, the neck shooting is good, but it's just so random because it's usually like a D six or a D three number of shots, and then it's a D six for the damage. So right. you know he had it's high strength, high AP, but there's still a, a huge um, variable. Variance, yeah, yeah. So but I rolled you know average to below average but luckily i just did enough to keep him alive and once he's alive i can now get to put the three plus one to save on him i can get the plus minus one to be shot and i can uh i can heal him yeah do you heal him uh Uh, most games hell yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm just curious i mean some games every game But yeah, I, I have I have to I have to heal him. I got to keep him alive as long as possible, keep him a threat as long as possible. Yeah, so so I was able to then I was able to run him back, and then I started smiting him. I started getting him. My uh, Zangors did well this game because I was able to tie up a bunch of things. Oh, my horrors! My horrors just like just I just ended up touching and just getting in contact with a bunch of bunch of warriors and immortals and it's like we just got in this huge tickle fight. You know, he can't <laughs> kill me and I can't kill him and I'm perfectly happy with that. Uh, but I kept them I kept them out of the I kept them out of action for like a game and then I'm sitting there in his deployment zone and just just tying him up forever. So just tickling him. Just yeah. really, really LOLing him. <laughs> And basically, right. I, was, I was able to shoot and assault his croissants, take his croissants down. But man, they do some shooting. But I was able to, I was able to eke out a win. So nice, man, nice. Well, that's great. Um, so my last game was against my motherfucking nemesis, Brandon Grant. Motherfucker! <laughs> Every time I play this guy at a tournament, he kicks my ass. And this game, I'm like, I got it. I'm, I went first. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna get it this time. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and then it just all went to shit. All went to shit. <laughs> I made some boneheaded plays, and and I he gave me some really good advice after. He's just first of all, he's just a better player than me. Like let's be real, like he's really good. Um, and he was like, you know, I, I just kind of moved my orcs in the middle of the board. I sent my war boss. I I, I sent him on a suicide mission to kill some Bulgren. I didn't get my spell off to um, 
uh, give him plus two attacks, and then he went in and killed one Bulgren, even when he fought on death. I was like, oh, man, that wasn't good. He was supposed to kill four or five of them, and uh, he did not. So it was kind of a drag. Because um, I was hoping like, I'd kill four or five of them with him. It's a suicide mission, but he goes and he kills four or five Ogren or Bulgren. And then my shock attack guns pick up some tanks, and then they can focus on the Bulgren another turn. And, you know, they'll be at a manageable number. But I killed one. And then, of course, he's the Bulgren come forward and charge my 60 orcs that are sitting in the middle of the board and pick up, you know, 30 of them. Um, and so my big mistake, and then the game kind of deteriorated for me at that point because I, yeah, it, I killed a bunch of tanks and stuff with my shock attack guns. But what I did was I. I moved my orc horde forward, and I, I, I gorked when I should have morked uh, <laughs> to take a, uh, a turn from old Rich Kilton. Um, and I, I advanced and was like, I'm going to charge these fucking guys. <coughs> and I didn't need to. I, I should have just hung back in my deployment zone, shot his tanks with my shock attack guns, and let his bulgren walk at me, you know, six inches a turn or eight inches a turn when they're advancing or whatever. And then, you know, when they get finally get to me, I can smite the shit out of them. And charge them and engage them on my turn and even my terms, you know, and whittle them down over a couple turns. Um, I think that would have been the right call. Had I done that, I think the game could have been probably uh, a lot closer than it was. And I might have even pulled it out. Who knows? Um, but it was a bloodbath because I decided to overcommit on turn one. And because of that, I didn't do as much damage to him as I wanted to when I overcommitted. And... Uh, because of that, I, he punished me very heavily for it. So uh, it's something that I'm trying to le- work on. You know, like my big thing with orcs is I'm like, I love I love orcs. I like the charge. I like the, to scream wah. I don't really scream wah, actually. I'm not annoying like that. But some guys like that, I guess. Um, but I, I, I like to just charge across the battlefield and just get, get, get stuck in. Yeah, get stuck in, you know, and uh, uh, it was it's not always the best option. So I'm actually learning. It's one of these things that I'm learning over the course of playing work for so long. Is like some games, especially against Marines with them in the Marine minute, you need to like castle up and just have your boys sit there and take bullets, you know, and just be like, okay, they're gonna they're gonna die over a couple turns, but I'm gonna get in a shootout with you with my shock attack gun. But the big issue with the shootout is the shock attack guns are random, and so. You need to get in a shootout, and you need to kill the things that are going to kill your orc boys and kill your stuff in, before they kill you. And if your shock attack guns decide not to agree with that plan and they roll shitty, then you're just kind of boned. <laughs> yeah, if they shit the bed and you can't uh, kill what's killing your boys, you're going to it's gonna give me an uphill battle. Indeed, indeed. So that was my game six. Um, what was your game six, Alan? My game six was against Doug Johnson. DJ, uh, the war boss, war boss Doug, the big Johnson, the uh, Timor. Now, if any of you guys ever played Doug Johnson, he's really fun to play. He's a really good guy. He knows his stuff. He's a lot of fun. And he was playing just Ultramarine, so he had Ultramarine stuff. I don't know. All Primaris Marines look the same to me. He had guys that shot and guys that <laughs> stabbed and guys with big guns and long guns and guys with little guns and. But so what he did have, he had three squads of freaking eliminators. He played ultramarines, so he gets he gets a stupid redeploy them. And so he goes first. Turn one, he shoots all his eliminators at Araman. It's like great. Araman is kind of like a linchpin of my army, and he goes down. I'm in a world of hurt. So I, I luckily, he, 
he does a lot of wounds to him, but but I get a feel no pain because of the uh, changeling, and I ended up surviving with one wound left. Like, phew, that was that was, that was a close, close one because right? I yeah. I can heal him the next turn. Yeah, dude, eliminators are fucking mean, dude. Then he does that stupid chapter master thing where they get to nuke one spot on the board with that three stratagem, (laughs) uh, three CP stratagem. I forgot what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this thing doesn't, you know, it kills, it's okay at killing infantry. It does like a D3, D6 mortal wounds or whatever it is, but it has like a four up to hit him. And I think it needs like a five up to hit a character, and he rolls mm-hmm. a freaking five. It's uh, like, kills Aramon. <laughs> it kills Aramon. Like ah, oh, God. Oh, that's it's like okay, now 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 I'm on the back foot because <laughs> because there goes there goes warp time, there goes plus one invulnerable save, and there goes minus one to be hit. I'm like oh, because you give all your buffing spells. Yeah, he's 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 the linchpin. So now I'm sitting here with, uh, so now I'm like going, um, well, that sucked. <laughs> yeah. So I have to spend a command point. I have to flip one of, uh, one of, uh, Magnus's spells to, I think I took off Doombolt and I took, uh, and I took, I had to give plus one vulnerable save because that's one, the one's going to keep me alive the longest. So I, so I had to give him a plus one vulnerable save. So I ran up. Now he had a he had a bunch of drop pods with the guys with like grav grav uh, grav amps or whatever they are. And he had like a, all these guys surrounding his drop pod. And he had one of the pedals just a little bit sticking out towards me. I'm like going, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some shenanigans, huh? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have some fun with that. So I moved Magnus up till he's within 18 inches of that uh, of that uh, drop pod. That drop pod spent a command point to make Magnus plus two to cast and hit him with uh, get what's Infernal Gateway. Infernal Gateway. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> big man, big money. I love that spell. And I rolled, I uh, rolled an eight, which means everybody who's within three inches of this drop pod. Remember the think about a footprint of a drop pod. Everybody within three inches of this drop pod takes a d6 mortal wounds. Ooh. So squads are dying, people are croaking, chaplain poofs up in a puff of smoke. <laughs> Jeez. Stupid golem! It only took two wounds, which kind of sucked. Oh, I, I almost, I was thinking, should I re-roll it? Because he's such a pain to kill. I was like, should I re-roll it? I probably should have, but I was like, I'm trying not to re-roll. I kind of need my CPs at this point. Things are going sideways for me. So then Magnus, you know, he warp times himself back, and he starts shooting at me, chewing me up. He kills the uh, Lord of Change pretty easily. Then basically, uh, Magnus runs up, does, does some more damage, Goleman, and then I start the. So, so that brought me back into the game. So he's kind of chewing me up. He's he took the Lord of Chains down pretty easily, and mm-hmm. we're kind of we're kind of in the middle of it. And he's only got a few units left, and I only have I have Magnus, and like uh, that's about it. He kept on tremor shelling my Zangors. I dropped my Zangors down to try to help me, and you know horrors are no help at all to Marines in cover. So yeah, jeez. 
so he tremor he kept on tremor shelling my uh, my Zangor, so the Zangors are in quicksand. So um, so Magnus, he's only got like a few viable units left. So I was like, okay, so I I run Magnus forward. I uh, I basically hit a bunch of things, hit one squad with all my psychic powers, and then he had two other squads that I could assault right between. So I hit them, and I hit Goleman with a death uh, with a death hex. So I took off his invulnerable save. So now we got a naked Goleman now, because I want him to think twice before charging Magnus with Goleman. And so I take a, so Magnus takes off about three of his three of his squads, and he only's got like a couple squads left. And he charges he charges Magnus with Goleman and a chaplain. Now I only have two CPs left. And he hits, he hits, uh, he hits Magnus hard. I ain't gonna lie, that uh, that Gulliman, he can, uh, he can do some damage. Dude, and, yeah, Gulliman will fuck shit up, dude. That guy's fucking mean. And luckily, he rolled kind of bad. I kept on. By the way, <laughs> we'll talk about it later. But he rolled, he rolled kind of bad because he, I guess sixes or fives and sixes does D three mortal wounds. With his weapon, so luckily he only got he only got two d three mortal wounds. Of course, he rolls a five, doing five mortal wounds to me. Ouch! And he does he does like five wounds to me, and I fail four of my saves. I think they do like I think they do like three damage each or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I fail four of my four out of five four out of five or four out of six saves. Like I only mm. have two CPs left. I should have done the math to realize I would have still been alive, but I chose, I chose, I have to keep Magnus alive because if I can keep Magnus alive, I can blow, I can, not only can I kill both these, I can probably kill Goleman and Assault this turn, and then I'm still able to Rampage next turn and the little powers, but sure. I, uh, I, I, I wanted to keep Magnus alive, so I spent one out of my two CPs, uh, for a reroll, to reroll one of my mortal wounds, one of my saves, and of course I failed that save. I was like, eh, crap. <laughs> so it's like I wasted that one CP. I still took those wounds, so I'm alive, and I have four wounds left, or three wounds left. Oh, you're saying you, you're saying you should have not. You should have looked at how many wounds you had remaining, see how much damage you had coming through, realize that you weren't going to die, and not have spent the CP. That's correct. Because what happened was. Now I'm not able to interrupt now. Chaplain swings and he kills kills Magnus. Right. Like, yeah, that's a big mistake. If I so if I if I had two CP, I could have interrupted, killed the chaplain, and then I'm free next turn to, to attack and just smite him basically. Off shit. Yeah, I would I would have smited him. He would have if he might or might not have come back, and then I could have been able to uh, to assault him. Yeah. Wild, but wild. Uh, that's the way the crooked crumbles, and I uh, kind of screwed up. But luckily, I still had a few of my characters around. I still had, you know, I still had my demon prince. I still had uh, basically what 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 did a lot of work in this one game was actually <clears throat> is my, my what I think of as my third string characters: uh, yeah. Changeling, the Herald of Zinch, and a Zangor Shaman. <laughs> oh yeah, because they. Because they're they're, still, they came through for you. Because huh? they're still, because they basically smite they, they were basically smiting the crap out of them. Because then it's like I, I have, I really, I really lost my killiness at this point. 
now, but he's he's running out of units. So sure. I need to. Uh, I so I need to kill as I can, and and that's still three smites, and three smites are pretty respectable, and they basically are the ones that are able to kill kill Gulliman because Gulliman basically came forward now after killing Magnus. He came yeah, and nothing, 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 yeah. Yeah, nothing, and luckily out. Yeah, so so I was able to smite him to death. What's funny was oh, I also spent another CP before Magnus went this. He he, uh, he tried to cast Null Zone on his on his uh, on his uh, librarian. He rolled boxcars and he, he was out of CPs and he couldn't re-roll it. It's like okay, fine. You're gonna eat two. Uh, you're gonna eat. I, I spent a command point. You're gonna eat two. Uh, two uh, perils of the warp and you end up blowing up. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's what I, I know that you know usually i i only get that because eldar are psychic heavy and doing it against the stupid farseers are so unsatisfying and usually usually most people also when it's early in the game when i have cps they'll 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 use a burn a cp of theirs to to re-roll it but if you can get it off i love that that's a great strategy where the chaos demons have where you take an additional uh yeah, you two take D3 three mortal wounds. Yeah, two D three mortal wounds. So he blew up, and the spell blew up with him. I was like, "Yeah, that was easy." <laughs> <laughs> like a free smite for you. Yeah. yeah so, so... Uh, but it was a close game, and so yeah, so like, so he comes forward with Gulliman, kills my demon prince, and basically I'm able to smite Gulliman to death with all my secondary characters. And he was, he was out of CPs at this point after tremor shelling and all his shenanigans, and so he was in the, he. It was a miracle he didn't stand up again. Because if he stands up again, it might have been uh, unpleasant for me. But he ended up just winning by one point. It was just such oh, a circus. I was unable to get... I took recon against him, and I just... I don't know why I took it, but I just wasn't able to push out and get it. Get, so, get the points for it. Yeah, right. recon... It's funny, because I usually take recon with my works. But, um, dude, sometimes I take it, and I only get, like, two points. And it's usually in games where I'm getting just clobbered. And I shouldn't have taken recon. Because, <laughs> like... You know, the opponent is like, I, I don't need to be aggressive. And that's kind of the one thing that I'm trying to do is look at the, the matchup beforehand and um, trying to assess the game and like figure out how what's going to happen and whether I need to be aggressive or not. And if I don't need to be if I can't be aggressive because my opponent is going to be aggressive on me, then I shouldn't be taking recon. You know, And so that, you know, that's like I took recon against Brandon Grant and I should have castled up in a corner and just let him come to me, which recon is not good for you know so anyways yeah, uh, so, that was basically, basically. so basically i did a lot of things and evaluated my play and i made a list here if we have a few moments yeah so yeah so we'll, before we get into that um so you know we both i think had fun at dice hammer it was a lot of fun and yeah, now we're kinda... a lot of, the, the guys are great there the guys will put it on they do a great tournament the train is fine no problems at all with the running it, and you know we went, we both went three and two, and but we had a great time. And oh, also, at the end of the game, I ended up in seventeenth place, and they had a random uh, lottery drawing. The uh, the uh, for the winner of a of a uh, table war mat, and the seventeenth place was going to win a uh, table or mat and I slid right in the 17th place and uh, so that was nice. <laughs> oh, nice. So you did get a prize. That's cool. Yep. So now we're in the, you know, this point where, okay, we've, <clears throat> we have our LVO list. Like we, we built that list. We have chapter approved now. 
Um, we were able to identify what needed to change for our list, if anything. And we are now in the testing phase, and we had a, a big GT, or a relatively good-sized GT, to uh, test our list set. So I know you have a lot more changes than me, so I'll go over mine first, if you don't mind, because I only have one change. Um, like I said, I have to put everything on 32s now for my Orc Boys, which is a, kind of annoying. Um, but I did order the basic extenders and put them all on. It took only like an hour. It was so, but it was it wasn't too bad. And I had to put a big mech in my army to carry the custom force field instead of the guy on foot uh, without the mech armor. Um, but other than that, I didn't really change anything. But my big my big change I'm going to be trying out between now and LBO is who to make my warlord. I used to make my shock attack gun my warlord because he can get a warlord trait for plus one to wound against monsters and vehicles, which just helps him kill knights and. Um, like Magnus and stuff like that easier. <clears throat> and the thing is, is like when you roll like a, like a six strength against a knight, you're winning on fives. It becomes suddenly becomes fours. That plus one is really big. So um, I'm removing that from him, and I'm making my war boss on the war bike my warlord, specifically because he can take a, a warlord trait to get plus one damage, and then he can have a four damage swing with his power claw, um, uh, always just flat four damage uh, with a relic and. I'm taking that because it's good at killing Centurions. Um, and that's really kind of one of the things I'm worried about at LVO is uh, Centurions bullying me and, and killing all my orcs and, you know, flaming them and shooting them to death and punching them to death. So that's kind of my big change. It's not a big change at all, but it's something I'm going to be trying out between now and LVO to see if I like it or if it's more of a liability than anything. My changes you? are, I realize that we talked about this two months, two weeks ago when you were giving your clues. And basically, you need to be a student of the game to, to be really well and to do well at the upper echelons. Because, you know, then some things only take you so far. And I need to be a little bit more of a student of the game. Like, I really haven't really looked at the Space Marine Codexes. I know there's Primaris Marines, some have Power Fists, some have Flamers, some have all these shooty shoots, some have guns, some of this, some of that. I'm like, I don't know. They have two wounds. That's all I know. And I really need to take a look at the Raven Guard Codex, the White Scar Codex, probably not the Salamander's Codex, but the Iron, uh, Iron Hands and Iron Fists and Iron Warriors or whatever. I need to look at those. Yeah. I need to look at those codexes and really... Really know to, what I'm going up to with. Listen, the to the, listen to the advice that we gave in our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I need to. I need to listen to you for once. Yeah, so, I doubt you'll do that. But and, it's good that you're saying that. But I doubt you'll do it. <laughs> I will. I probably will. But one of the things I did to prepare for the LVL and to try to make myself better was, I I, I wrote down immediately after the tournament all the lessons I learned and all the mistakes I made. So here are the errors of omission, uh, things that I forgot to do. I fought, I fought three Imperial players, and I never once used Death to the False Emperor. I need to remember Death to the False Emperor. The uh, I forgot all my games. I completely forgot using the Locus of Zinch, and I did not use that all tournament, and that could have been very helpful to keep Magnus alive a couple times, especially when those stupid uh, Smash Captains come and try to kill me. I've kept on some minor ones. I forgot all the disc attacks. You know, when you're on a disc of Zinch, it's got a strength four attacks. Not that great, but, you know, it's okay. 
And I forgot the shamans re-roll the first failed psychic test. And uh, I completely forgot about that. I was like, I was using command points and my free re-roll from Gaze of Fate. And I should have realized that the shaman could have just done it himself. I made uh, I made some play errors. Don't get greedy. Business before pleasure. <laughs> you need to kill first. You need to get your kill. You need to get your point every turn. And my play errors also. Magnus is very vulnerable to smash captains. The guy is just running forward because they just have a million attacks with all these stupid mortal wounds now. And I need to protect Magnus at all times for smash captains. When I'm fighting... When I'm fighting uh, against an Imperial player, especially an Imperial Space Marine, basically, they're all going to have Smash Captains, and I need to use my Brimstones and my Cultists or whatever else I have at hand to really screen them out and protect them. Or maybe just use my targeted Smites just to pick him out of the crowd and, and eliminate the threat. But I kind of was lazy, fair, and kind of lackadaisical about these Smash Captains. Yeah, the, the, the biggest thing, like some of the, the biggest strengths of the Marine Codex are like, you know, eliminators, but also smash captains because they, they fight on death, you know, and that's like a big thing. So even if you're able, you know, Magnus, no problem. We'll go in and smash one. Uh, assuming he fails some three up saves, uh, which he might not, <laughs> he might just <laughs> pass all the saves. Um, but, uh, assuming you kill him, he still fights back <clears throat> and yeah, he could kill you, you know? Yeah. Start. That's exactly what happened. He ran forward. He did all these attacks. I was still alive. I, I smashed, I killed him back, and he fought on death and killed Magnus. So that's exactly what happened. So yeah. you just I need, need to, to kind of like, well, you need to yeah, targeted smite them. Or and if you do survive and you fight back, fight back with your just regular close combat attacks. Don't use your super glaive thing. Don't just kill him. Do, don't kill him in the assault phase. <laughs> yeah, you just back up and smite him. You know, that's that's the way you have to smite uh, smash captains to death. I know. I, I don't. I generally don't pay attention to the placing of what his characters are and where they are and I really need to focus on where those cap I need to be aware of where those captains are at all times and, and yeah. their range and they're dangerous that's a good piece of advice pay I made another major mistake I landed in woods and I don't know about you but I have not played with woods in 8th edition <laughs> oh yeah minus your charge baby no idea what they did, so I know I have to be wary of craters because I do see craters in Eighth Edition, but not woods. And I landed in the woods. I went to charge, and I actually would have made the charge if not for me being landing in woods with my Zangors. This was against Doug. I landed oh, yeah. my Zangors in woods, and I did. I would have made my charge into a bunch of his units, but uh, I did not. I did not realize I was minus two to charge, and that was an uh, unpleasant surprise. So you need to be aware of some some oddball things like that. Yeah, at the OVO, you have to make sure you you have to be on your game, you know, because that's. I mean, assuming you want to do well. I mean, if you're trying to go to LVO and post up a good record, you need to be paying attention. You know, all the rules. You need to be very cognizant of of what you know. These you don't want to get surprised by these things like Alan. yeah and a few list of corrections i'm gonna make i realized this six months ago when i played them and i uh, when i played them again for the first time i remembered some of my problems i have with this list i have trouble getting secondaries it doesn't get recon really well it doesn't get old school really well there's a lot of a lot of ones that that my eldar get take for granted and very easy to get i struggle with so 
I need to add some rubrics for engineers. And I just had cultists and everything that could be just like shot with like indirect fire. So, but rubrics are really good, especially against Thunderfire cannons. They're minus, they have a two up save against anything that does one damage. And then put them in cover, you know, they're going to be minus, they're going to be negative one. So even though they get all these minuses, they're still going to be trouble uh, killing uh Killing the rubrics, so I need to, I need to get engineers. It's one of the one things I can get a little easier. I Did need rubrics kinda... go down in chapter approved? Yes, it went down about two points each, so not too bad. I need to diversify my psychic powers a little bit. Maybe not put all, and also because I take two rubrics, I guess me inspiring champions would give me some backup psychic powers too, I'll and maybe kind of diversify. So yeah. So I don't need... Well, they can cast the Zinch power, so I can put the heal on them and some other things. So. And uh, maybe not put all my eggs in the, the one basket. But also, I was thinking, the problem is with the stupid Eliminators. And so I'm thinking about taking the Lord of Change out of my list, and that will free up my Warlord trait. Now, named characters notoriously have horrible Warlord traits. I don't know what it is about named characters, but you give you make them with your warlord. Usually, they they'll have a crappy um, yeah a crappy trait. Armin actually has a good warlord trait. He has plus one invulnerable save. So I'm thinking about oh, making Armin my warlord, and so so now that'll give him some uh, some some defense against these stupid eliminators. It's like they're just so annoying. Yeah, and also, sure. I thought about adding a whirlwind Scorpius because everybody says well, you can probably hide one Rhino chassis Scorpius in just about every uh, every deployment zone, and that Scorpius is really good at killing eliminators because it does two damage, AP minus two, and has a bunch of shots. So I think I'm yeah, going to add true. Scorpius. But I'm still have to, I still have to uh, I still have to kind of tweak my list around. I'm, the chapter approved. The Lord of Change actually dropped 20 points, which was kind of like a nice surprise. Oh, nice oh, yeah? surprise. So I don't know if I'm going to keep him or not. I kind of want to. My, my Demon Princess did go up 20 points. That kind of that kind of hurt a lot. <laughs> not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I kind of need the Demon Prince because he gets the Horrors minus one, uh, plus the uh, Reroll ones. Because yeah. here's the thing about the stupid Horrors is... They, 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 there's nothing to modify them, and they modify they, they, they made screamers a lot cheaper, and screamers are you know the Zeech assault unit, but there's no way to make them any better. They, they, they have a weapon skill four, so they're not they're hitting half the time. There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so well, yeah, if you're fighting if you're fighting in melee, you shouldn't be playing Zeech. Right, so so that's totally out. But what I'm what they did do, chapter proof made Scarab occult terminators cheaper. I don't know if they're 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 valuable now. I don't know if Marines can still smoke them pretty easily. But they one of the things they did do also was they made flamers down to twenty points. Now flamers are really good because they do a D six shots automatically hit. They're AP minus one, so they actually have some AP, which is which is pretty good. And uh, they automatically hit, and you can make them strength five with the Herald of Zine. So I think flamers are pretty pretty good now. So I wouldn't mind summoning a few of those. Uh, well, on. that's the nice thing about if you run a list with the pink horrors because you have summoning points, so you can change on the fly. You know. 
Right. Gives you some gives you some variables. So you can either summon another unit of pinks or just break down the squad you have. So yeah, so but I'm still next week. What's the date today? So week so basically Christmas Day they're gonna give the new gonna give us a peek into the, the new Psychic Awakening book which has Thousand Suns in it, so I'm still, I'm still kind of have like, I'm kind of honing down my list, but I'm still got a half an eye open to his psychic weaponing and see yeah, what that. Yeah, it could change. It could make some significant changes if they do. If they give Zinch a buff, you know. Oh, speaking so. of giving Zinch a buff, <laughs> they, I have no idea why they they increased the Zinch Heralds twenty points each now. Zeech Heralds literally cannot beat their way out of a wet paper bag. They are horrible, horrible, horrible in assault. And all they do is provide horrors plus one, uh, plus one strength. And they have, they they do have a spell, but they're not the only ones that can cast a spell. Flicking flames to give horrors plus one to wound. But basically, all they do, all their only purpose is to give them plus one strength and. Uh, Ah, uh, they went up to 20 points now. It's like a basic herald, you know, close to like 80 points. And get them on a disc, it's like 100 points. Like, what the heck? They don't do anything, and nobody's complaining about how broken horrors are. We're not seeing a million horrors out there because they shoot good, but they only hit on fours, and there's no way to modify it, really, except for... Uh, Except for a demon prince at best, and you know they just can't wound anything that's in cover. So I have no idea where where that where that nerf came from or was needed at all. So that was kind of upsetting and just depressing. So I might back down off of Zinch because of that issue, and which is unfortunate. So I might try to focus more on Thousand Suns and just keep the Zinch element just there to support the Thousand Suns, like the Changeling. And for CP generation, so that was kind yeah, of yeah, that makes sense. So what I'm hearing here, Alan, is you're kind of in a list building uh, stage where you're still you haven't really settled on anything, um, but you're kind of the big question you have is do you bring Magnus or not? And then really you're just kind of what else the company accompanies that? I mean, um, I'm you have the core of the list Magnus because I just love Magnus so much, and that's one thing that you know you. You always hear about competitive players taking the most competitive builds, but sometimes you need to play with what you enjoy and what you like, and that's kind of and that that gets you interested in the list, and that makes you have fun playing in army because sometimes you I played armies and I, I that have been functional but have not been very fun to play, and it's just like you just go through the motions. But what was your other question? What did you say? Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm basically in a list building phase and But you have you have the core of your list down. You have you know you're gonna have Magnus, you know you're gonna have you're gonna be pure Zinch, and you're just kind of wondering what else this what you supplement that list, that core list with, right? You know you're gonna probably have a bunch of horrors and I kinda wanna add an assault a exalted uh sorcerer to my list. He's got two two casts, just like uh, just like a demon prince. But one of the things he does, well, he basically is a cheaper demon prince, and he has a relic called uh, I think it's called the Seer's Bane. 
But basically, with demonic strength, he can get up to strength six. He can get seven attacks, D three damage, strength six, and if your leadership uh, nine or better, he turns into strength strength ten. And so basically, seven attacks, two's the hit, rerolling one. So he does he does really well. So I might go with that. Interesting. Alan with an assault element. Assault sorcerer. Right. <laughs> I kind of, I want him on a zinch disc, but I might put him on foot just so I can chuck him with warp time into a building to clear out a building from all these uh, these black boxes because I have no no elements really to get in black boxes nowadays. Yeah. So well, we'll see how so. it goes. So yeah, so we have a few weeks to work on it. So basically, I'm busy this week. So I got I got a lot of GTs and tournaments that I'm going to play in in January. So I'll really be able to get my list dialed in, hopefully by LVO. Awesome! I'm glad to hear yeah. that. Cool, man. Well, um, I guess it's you know we're kind of running long, so we'll kind of see. I guess our next episode will be after the psychic awakening for zinch has kind of been revealed and uh we'll see what we get you know and we'll probably do uh like a prediction for lvo you know just to see you know see if what we can guess wrong essentially <laughs> and uh yeah we'll see how it goes i guess so yeah, if you, anyone has any uh questions or comments uh they can email us at focused fire Pod, is it Focus Fire Podcast? Focus Fire Podcast at gmail.com. I, I, I know these things. I know these things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, have a wonderful uh, evening and have a uh, good holidays, everyone. Thanks for listening and have a good holiday. <laughs>